Hi team, good morning, morning. Hopefully everyone's well. Good morning and welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Fabulous Friday, 4th of Feb. Hope through all well. It's all happening. Morning, Graham, Stephen, Michelle, Alison, Sean, Laura, Peter. Good to see all you guys on this morning. Nick, good to have you back, mate. Hopefully, uh, wherever you are, you're staying safe, keeping it real as we uh, as we kick off the year. Hey, today I thought we'd talk about 2022. I had a few questions, had a few um, concerns or conversations around, hey, shiver me timbers, we've had some growth in the market. Uh, what's happening, what's starting to occur now is this uh, uncertainty, which is quite normal about property investors and, hey, you know, is the market cooked? Has it's done its thing? Should I wait for a crash? Will it keep growing? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, hey, listen, to be honest, no one knows. Anyone who tells you they think they know or they know for sure is full of shit, excuse the French. Uh, but as property investors, uh, as critical thinkers, as smart humans, we can look at some things and we can make some we can make some good decisions based on some facts based on some information based on some data and maybe based on a bit of economic understanding uh, a bit of human behavior understanding internet might be uh, might be struggling give us a shout out in the chat uh, let me know if we're still live as we're rolling along all right, well, we're back at it. We're back at it. Anyway, uh, sorry for the temporary uh, the temporary disruption in this morning's telecast <laughs> broadcast. Yep, thanks, Kelly. Uh, you're in and out. Yep, okay, thank you. Yeah, it was freezing up for some strange and weird reason, but we're back um, and uh, all got you back. All right, cool. So what we're talking about, folks, is we're talking about, hey, um, let's think through this critically. Let's be smart about, approaching 2022, and is it a good time to buy? Is it a good time to buy? Should I keep buying? Should I wait for a crash? Interesting questions. Those questions should be pontificated and analysed smartly, not emotionally, not driven by media mania or stupidity. Media like to peddle uh, fear and ignorance. As far as I'm concerned, they uh, leave out lots of critical information. So let's dive into it. Should uh, should we continue to invest in 2022 um, as we're going along? So let's go to the old trusty iPad and have a bit of a look. I want to talk to you as before we dive into the concept uh, about continuing to invest. If you can, you should. You're dead right, Alison. Um, you're dead right. That's part of the concept is when we're looking at uh, investing, there's a couple of parts I want to discuss um, today. One is the risk zone. Uh, I'll show you a little chart a little bit later on about time frames of growth and and uh, over time, you know what uh, what happens. But you know, let's come back to uh, critically in the process of you and your investment uh, investment concept. This time frame down here. This is going to be a 15 to 20-year time frame. And, you know, your acquisition phase, the concept of buying your properties, 
And if that is now part way, you're part way through that in 2022, you're starting in 2022. Well, folks, if you're asking the question, should I buy, should I continue to invest in 2022? Uh, and I would say the answer is yes, absolutely, absolutely, then you need to make sure that's connected to a 15 to 20 year plan. If you're a 15 to 20 year property investor, you have decided you're going to build a portfolio, you're going to do the buy well, never sell concept, which is the one we all talk about, the smart one, the one we know we should be focusing on, then should I buy in 2022? The answer is yes, okay? Because you're not a good time Charlie, you're not a short-term um, uh, uh, party guy or girl, you're here for the long term, all right? What may happen for you in your market process, the market might go up and down from a growth point of view. Over that 20 years, you might get some low times, you might get some high times as in growth of the the growth rate of your real estate, not necessarily the value of your real estate. So that is going to be normal. Over a 20-year period, ladies and gents, over a 20-year period, you will be involved in at least two to five upswings and probably two to five down and flat periods as well. The good part about this is the net up in most circumstances is far greater um, when you are netted out between the gross and the net. That's why we like real estate. So let's go back to this. If the answer is I've got a 15 to 20 year plan, the answer is yes. And uh, let's go back and talk about how do we do that safely? How do we do that properly when it comes to investing? Um, I think now, team, my my chat has uh, has has bumped out um, in in the show. So chuck something in the chat again for me, just to see uh, uh, if the chat's still working. Anyway, crew. Having, uh, having a little bit of technical difficulty this morning, but we shall keep a rolling. All right, so risk zone. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about um, a concept called the risk zone and a concept of the approaching, let's say, 2022 and what oh, yeah, the, the chat's doing. And my camera's blinking in and out. Groggy. Anyway, we'll <laughs> keep going. Friday, fun day. Let's say right now 2022 is this period here. Uh, or 2021, let's say. Let's say. Let's say 2021 is this period here. We have had, uh, at this moment, starting in 2020, starting in 2020, um, we've had uh, a reasonable amount of growth um, over a period of time, which is great. We're all happy. Everyone, um, Everyone who owns real estate thinks it's pretty good. Well, most people anyway at this point in time. We've had a bit of an upswing in the marketplace and uh, everyone is uh, happy with that result. What is starting to occur now is uh, the mentality, the psychology right now is, you know, this thing's a good thing. Will it last forever? Should I keep buying? And uh, let's say that um, the next little bit, um, we are thinking, will this property market keep going? Will we get a sideways? Will we get a downturn? Will we get something a bit different um, to what happened last year? And uh, 
to answer that for all of us, we need to understand some of the background mechanics of the economy, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I want to talk about a strategy in this concept um, of the risk zone when you as a property investor have entered into um, an unknown space where we have some value now we want to protect or maybe lock in, okay? Uh, And this ties back in and dovetails back into the equity lock as well. We've had some growth in 2021. You don't know what's what's on the radar in the future. You can um, have your best educated um, uh, educated guess on it, but let's take a look at a few things we should do irrelevant of what, it, what happens in 2022. A few things we need to do before we talk about 2022. We've had some upswing. We want to now lock in something, and the number one thing we want to do uh, before we enter 2022 or uh, as we enter 22, and if you haven't done it already, is something called an equity lock, team. Equity lock. Equity lock. Now, the challenge is um, with the equity lock, um, the banks are a little bit uh, funny about that. But if you've had a hundred or $200,000 of uplift and you're worried about your uh, property values adjusting downwards because of market sentiment or market um, uh, overswings, then I suggest you get in. Oh, where do we go here? I suggest you get in with your lending and lock in access to that equity. Okay. What does that do? It gives us the ability into the future, depending on what is going on in the marketplace, whether we're ready to buy, whether there is a bit of a discount period where you can buy a bargain, who knows? You lock your equity in. Because what can happen if we do have some adjustments in the marketplace, the the lenders start to get a little bit gun shy and you might not be able to lock in that equity. This amount of here might disappear and you won't have the buying capacity um, in the downtime. All right. So um, when we're looking at this, we're going, right, will 2022 continue to grow? We don't know. There might be a slowdown at some point. Uh, I'm sure there will be in a growth period. Uh, our property prices often overshoot by 5 or 10% and they come back a little bit. Um, that might happen 23, 24, 25. It might not happen for a while. Uh, however, the strategy moving into this is we lock in our equity, we make sure our cash flow uh, and our tax deductions are being claimed and maximum cash flow and we need to think about a a few things as we move into the next part we need to have some critical thoughts about 2022 and we need to check in our emotional capacity to not get distracted by headlines of the oncoming crash it's grown and now markets are going to crash i saw an article only two days ago oh things are slowing down and when the crash comes We'll have, we'll have no growth for years. You know, that's such a broad, stupid statement um, when it comes to markets and all that's designed to do is sell newspapers. All right, so let's have a bit of a look at some data, some information that's uh, quite interesting. And uh, months of upswings in some growth periods over um, 
over time. And uh, this is from uh, CoreLogic, RP Data, very good data provider. And if you have a look in here, you know, since uh, I think the uh, furthest it goes back in 1983, and let's have a look at how long that that uh, upswing time frame uh, went for, you know. And um, if you have a look bit by bit, it's very, very interesting. Right now, uh, that 1983 to 1989 went for 75 months. 75 months. All right, do the do the math on that. Um, it's a pretty good. Uh, pretty good run, folks, um, as we have a bit of a look at it, all right? Um, let's have a look at the uh, the next one, which was uh, Feb 1991 to 1994, all right? Um, I can't find the line in there, but, um, you know, if you look at that, 91 to 94, you know, that is, yes, <laughs> Stephen, brought in those markets, yep. Um, yeah, and it's an interesting one, isn't it, Tim? When you look back on this stuff, you go, yeah, I, I overpaid, you know, according to myself or, or the market, and then boom, it's gone up, you know, hugely in that period of time, which which is a great example, Stephen, of what we're talking about here, all right? You know, Feb 91 to 94, there's three years. What's that, 36 months? Isn't it 35 or 36 months in here somewhere? I should put my glasses on to try and see it. <laughs> I can't bloody see it. Anyway, it must be in there somewhere, okay? Um, And then, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, 95 to 2004. Have a look at that. You know, there was a run for 100 months of uh, upswing, you know, um, as we go. So when we're thinking right now, we're looking at, um, and this is a little bit older, um, probably a few months. That was November 21. So what are we, December, January, February, three months on. Three months on, we're looking here uh, to a very early short run in uh, the capital growth activity when it comes to the house prices, folks. So, you know, when we look at this and we go, oh, well, in comparison to some of the runs in history, um, then that's been it's been a quite a short one. It's been it's been, been quite a short one so far. What are the things right now that I believe and that we can validate with data and information that I believe will continue to push certain areas and certain types of properties, values, uh, and I think the rents are going to go extremely well and would be a major reason why I would continue to invest uh, in property in 2022 regardless. And I will be, and I am, um, um, as, as we roll along. So let's have a look at it. Number one, we have a shortage of real estate um, in, uh, in the construction space all over Australia. A mass shortage, folks. You guys, if you're not out there uh, looking around, it is the lowest construction supply we have seen in decades. What does that mean? Means that the competition for rents, the competition for properties is going to be high. When you've got high competition, ladies and gents, we um, 
We're going to have property prices growing, okay? We've got a massive shortage of, uh, of those. One thing that's happening right now, which is here to stay, which is great, for the first time in a long time, uh, in, uh, unemployment is low. Unemployment's the you know close to the lowest it's ever been, but wages are rising. Wages are rising, folks, and that's a good thing for rents. That's a good thing for servicing. That's a good thing for, you know, property prices into the future. The third thing right now, which I think um, is kind of the the one sitting in the wings for us, is we're on the cusp of a population boom. Uh, And that will start, that will happen as soon as the government gets it itself in order, we need people in this country for jobs and skills. Uh, they, we, we, ne- we have a shortage of around 300,000 300, um, positions and people in this country. Ladies and gents, mark my words, this is, this is my little prediction um, and it's an opinion, um, but we will have a huge amount of population flowing into the country, highly skilled, with money, and they will need places to rent and they will buy, okay? And that will push the prices of real estate and rents up as well. We are on the cusp of it right now. We've got the lowest construction supply we've ever seen. Wages are rising in the country. We're on the cusp of a, a property boom. Um, and those three things are very, very strong. I think it will continue to push these prices uh, up that way. I, I don't believe we're going to have extreme spikes because uh, the property prices and servicing will go a little bit slower. But team, I think 2022 is going to be a fantastic time to purchase a piece of real estate, especially the right piece of real estate, uh, high quality, etc. Okay, so a couple of things that could put a dampener on this though. Let's do the opposite. Let's do the opposite. What could put a dampener? Tell me in the chat, what's the number one? Well, there's two things. There's two things, actually. What's the number one risk at all times? At all times. At all times, the risk uh, for us as investors in the marketplace. What's the number one maniac risk uh, that we're exposed to uh, at all times? Fingers crossed lenders don't get too restricted. There you go, Alison. But who restricts them? What happens? Tell me, folks, who's the number one risk? Um, politicians. <laughs> exactly. And it's coming up to an election. So, you know, you can hear the politicians already talking talking smack about bloody capital gains tax and super and tax deductions and all this rubbish. The government. All right. Uh, and uh, you're dead right, uh, Nick and whoever else that was. There's two major challenges that, that, that can always put uh, a spanner in the works for us as property investors, bloody politicians. <laughs> it is interest rates, folks, and politicians. So they're the two wild cards, interest rates uh, and politicians, right? Now, we can manage interest rates, okay? So so to hear me on this one, uh, I wouldn't put that number one, actually. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change that here. I'm going to turn that around. So number one risk is the pollies. All right? They're always frigging maniacs, all right? Number two risk is interest rates because it spooks people, okay? It spooks people. If interest rates go up, you know, everyone gets a bit nervous 
Uh, banks get a bit nervous. You can lend less, et cetera, et cetera. But what is the thing? What's the little, what's the trump card we've got in our pocket, folks, that we can combat interest rate rises right now? What, what's, the, what's, the, what's the little trump card? Maybe chuck that in the chat. We'll have a little sip of my drink. I'll put it in here because we're running late already. Um, it's uh, 8.33 and I'm meant to finish at 8.30 for all of you guys. It is rents. Rents. We can put our rents up, folks. Increase the rents. Boom, Chris. That is our little trump card. And I can tell you right now, team, that we are absolutely on the cusp of a rent boom. Now, prices, values might not rise significantly in the next three years, but mark my words, there's another opinionated guess from me. Um, it's a guess but I believe that we're on the cusp of rental increases that we haven't seen for a long time, all right? Because interest rates have gone down for a long time. Rents have, rent increases have actually been compressed. We've actually had a net increase in our cash flow as property investors because interest rates have gone down. Rents have stayed the same. Our costs have gone down. Anyway, we do, you, you get the picture. But right now, rents are going up in many places, and I think that's the, that's the one we can combat this with. So let's wind this up. Let's bring it together in a little package from the conversation today. Um, you know, should you keep buying in 2022? Answer's yes for me, especially if you are a serious long-term investor. You know, if you don't know already, we've got a couple of sayings around here, buy well, never sell, right? The point is to buy good pieces of real estate you're happy to own for the rest of your life. If that's not you, then don't listen to what I've got to say because what I've got to say makes no bloody sense. You're a trader, a good time Charlie potentially, um, and what I, what I do and what I say is not going to work for you. But if you are a long-term buy and hold, this thing is a marathon, not a sprint, then absolutely 2022 is as good as any other year to get another property in the right place. I think some of those right places are Melbourne and Brisbane, I love those two cities um, because they've both got some excellent things. Melbourne has been held back because of COVID for two years, like literally held back insanely. <clears throat> and Brisbane has boomed because of COVID and will continue because of that momentum and the Olympics and all sorts of stuff. But that's not today's chat, all right? And there's obviously other places, other places that are, that are worth investing in. They're just my two favourites at this point in time. So I think 2022 is perfectly fine. I think it's going to be great for the right investment. And I think the rents are going to get a real run, folks, <clears throat> a real run this year and into 2023. So um, I'm pretty pumped about that. I uh, hope you guys too. Yep, it would be nice to see the rents in Melbourne and Sydney um, catch, catch up, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, Mel Melbourne rents have been compressed, Chris, like really beaten up. Um, and, uh, you know, when we get some population back in there, Chris, and, and uh, that economy gets cracking again, you'll see that come along quite nicely, mate. Won't be long at all. Um, there you go. So uh, anyway, hopefully that makes sense. It was just a, a, a bit of a coffee chat um, for you as a smart investor, you know, Keep your, keep your eye on the game. Don't be distracted by media hype and bullshit. Dive deep into some of the data and information. Have a look at history. 
uh, have a look at what's going on right now, analyse some good things, but above all, buy well, never sell, long-term, this thing's a marathon, not a sprint, will make most of these conversations, to be frank, folks, quite irrelevant, quite irrelevant. In 25 years' time, you know, oh, should have I bought in 2022 or not? Who cares? You know, it was you bought a property. You're building a portfolio. This is wealth for the future. Anyway, I'm just rabbiting on now. <laughs> All right, let's do this. I'll call it done and dusted. Uh, that's it from me. Hopefully, hopefully that was useful, made sense, whatever. Uh, today, give me a shout out in the chat if there's anything you ever want me to have a, a bit of a yarn about. Try and get my tech going here. I'm having some tech difficulties. Um, but uh, we got there in the end, didn't we? All right, team, that's it from me. Done and dusted. Wealth Coffee Chat, over and out. You guys stay well, stay awesome. Bye for now. See you on Monday. Same time, same bat channel. See you then.